0: Coming up today on The Story. The program manager said, hey, you've got a great voice. Have you ever thought about being on radio? Would you like to learn? So I became a volunteer at this Brisbane radio station and I started doing shifts. But that's where I got into radio there. And, of course, um, I continued to go to the Australian Gospel Music Festival, AGMF, which became Easterfest. And that's where I became introduced to Vision. And Vision said, hey, you've been doing some work. Would you like to come and work for us? You know, the rest is history. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and welcome to The Story. Well, on today's
1: program, Eric Scatterbow Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, Jimmy. G'day, G'day, Eric. I just thought I'd interrupt here because we can't do things the normal way today. Today is a special program. Of course. We've notched up 500 episodes. 500 episodes. So, being that this is the 500th program, I thought we would do something out of the ordinary. How does that sound? (laughs) Whenever you say that, I get a little scared. (laughs) <laughs> well, I just thought, since it's a special program, we need to have an extra special guest to mark the 500th program, and so I thought of a very special person, myself. But not <laughs> <laughs> and, and you are a very special person. Eric, so, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I thought maybe that wouldn't work for me to interview myself, so the second most special person I thought of, of course, is you, Jimmy. Well, first the worst, second the best, they say,
0: and... Uh, <laughs> It's a very interesting thing. I'm always telling people at the end of our program to tell Uh your story. Of course, I never thought that I'd be telling my
1: story on this story. Yeah, that's right. We're going to kind of turn the tables and have you tell your story. And it just occurred to me, you know, you and I have been making these programs along with Karen Hunt and Shelley Scone for the past couple of years. And I don't really know a whole lot about you. I mean, because you're up there in Brisbane, I'm down here in Melbourne. And I know basically three main things about you. Obviously, I know that you're a Christian, so I want to find out, how did you become a Christian? So we'll discuss that today. Also, I know that, obviously, you're a great host to the program, so you're involved in radio. How did that come about? And I want to know about that. And then also, I know that you are involved in education and are a teacher, and I don't know anything about that as well. So I got a lot of questions for you today, Jimmy. And we've only got so much time, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> so we better get right to it. So, without any further ado, let me just say this. Jimmy Colfax, welcome to the program. Well, it
0: has been an absolute honor and privilege to work alongside you for the last number of years, Eric. So, thanks for having me.
1: No worries. And let's get started. Where does the Jimmy Colfax story begin?
0: Well, Elvis died in 1977, and I was born. You, you do the math. Is that uh, right? I, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you were born right on the day he passed away. No, not quite. I'm not a big Elvis fan, but I, I do know, uh, and being quite musical, that um, I like to kind of say, you know, do the math. Elvis died, and I came in. Oh, and um, you know, <laughs> so 1977 in September. Where was this? Uh, so I was born in uh, Brisbane, Vegas, uh, keeping the Elvis theme. Brisbane, Queensland, <laughs> uh, At uh, like most people in the 70s and 80s, born in the Martyr Hospital.
1: And was Faith a part of your family growing up?
0: I was fortunate enough to um, grow up in a household that introduced me to the gospel from a very young age. Um, my parents and their parents were, were church-going um, people. Um, they were part of the Presbyterian denomination. And then, of course, mm-hmm. when... Uh, the basis of union occurred in the Uniting Church. We started attending the Uniting Church um, at Cooper's Plains at St. David's there. Very fond memories of uh, going to church each Sunday it became very habitualistic, I guess. It's what we did on a Sunday. Mm. And so we, we had uh, a lot of friends that I was involved in right from when I was a little Tucker all the way through into my teens. And um, because I developed great relationships with those individuals, uh, I didn't, want anything else but to go to youth on a Saturday night and, mm-hmm. and see them again on a Sunday morning. But I have to say, I guess, in my journey of faith, I really hadn't come to a, a personal relationship with Christ as I know it today. Um, being around friends, it became more of what we did rather than mm-hmm. why we we worship. And I guess I was fulfilling my parents' faith um, in my younger years. And it wasn't until mm. yeah. I started uh, questioning what uh, this, this God thing was about, who Jesus was in my teenage years. I was mm-hmm. enrolled uh, in a state school in my primary school years and then uh, when I moved to high school I was enrolled in a Lutheran college in the south side of Brisbane and my eyes really opened there to the gospel quite significantly. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a number of my friends from church also go to the same school and a lot of co-curricular opportunities were, were open to me, so I was really had an opportunity to, to do lots of different things and, and one of those things was to develop my musical skills and I was part of the oh. the choirs wait, 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 and stuff. So musical
1: skills? What kind of musical skills?
0: I, I'm a bit of an, an all rounder, a mm-hmm. jack of all trades, a master of none perhaps. Although I studied the clarinet when I was introduced to okay. um, you know a band in U4 and I continued that and did music lessons. I, I was studying ASA A. Um, by the end of year 11, gave it away to take up the saxophone, of all things, um, <laughs> and went to grade seven or eight in, in saxophone. And all the while, I'd also taught myself um, a bit of piano after taking organ lessons when I was younger. Oh, wow. and, and I play yeah. the guitar and I'm a percussionist. So lots of different wow. um, musical elements there. Um, but I yeah. do have a joy and a love for singing. And, oh, okay. um, you know, that's uh, been a, a journey that that uh, has taken me through. And I particularly have a love for gospel music and and it's—I uh, guess it's why I'm, I'm involved in, in Christian media, uh, particularly yeah. in a radio, because I do just love uh, worship through music. So.
1: Now you have a love for singing, but do
0: people love it when you sing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to—you'll have to ask my fans. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, my mum and dad, yeah, they, they love me singing. Um, back in the, in the day, with my friends at, at uh, church, as a teenager. We were trying to send a whole bunch of uh, people to uh, the National Christian Youth Convention, NCYC, that used to yeah. exist many, many years ago. And a whole bunch of our young adults wanting to go, and a group of my friends and I, who were quite musical, decided that we would fundraise for them, and we created an album, which was fascinating as a 16-year-old. I shudder when I listen to it every now and again, <laughs> but there are those fans out there that um, Christmas star is on their playlist every, every Christmas. Right? Yeah, yeah. So- Here's the thing. Most bands start out with their EPs and their albums and their singles and then they progress over the years to the best ofs and ultimately, eventually, they find themselves producing a Christmas album. Well, we did things yeah. a bit backwards. We started there and that's where it finished. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so- <laughs> but you're saying people still listen to this to this day?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's out there. And we got it mastered, a digitally mastered and produced CDs and, and tapes and we sold them and we sent these young adults to the National Christian Youth Convention.
1: Excellent. But in your teenage years, were you kind of living a bit of a a dual life at that time? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could
0: call it that. I I knew how to act. I knew what to say. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus was the the answer, as they say in Sunday school, right through my teenage years. I guess I just hadn't come to a decision that, that I was living... My entire life for him. Mm-hmm. I was uh, acting a certain way um, around my friends. Uh, and of course, my friends were also separated as well. I'd act a certain way around my Christian uh, friends or my youth group friends. And then, of course, when I was at school, I'd act a little different. Then, of course, when I was went to a secular university, I acted in a completely different mm. way. Yeah, um, And that dualism really started to play um, havoc, I guess, in, in my, my mind. I was really struggling to know who I was. And it wasn't until I'd I'd started um, connecting in with certain individuals that I discovered not who I was but whose I was and I think that sums up my my Christian walk. I knew God I've known God all my life and he's known me um yeah. but i I didn't really decide to actually step toward him closer until I was really in my late teens, early 20s and, and even through through that phase of life as I was trying to discover um, what Christ had done for me on the cross. Mm-hmm. And
1: speaking of university, what were you studying? So I
0: uh, went to um, university to study uh, criminology, uh, of all things. Is that right? Yeah, criminology, criminal justice. I really had a love for uh, law. I never really wanted to become a, a police officer, although I have utmost respect for those people who choose to to work as a um, in the police service. And uh, I was more interested in in intelligence, in um, security in international crime, um, oh, wow. looking, looking at those types of things. I, I really had a love for that. The course I yeah. was studying, though, um, really did have a focus on state policing, which wasn't quite for me. So I actually transferred out of criminology into education, which has also been on my list of things that I wouldn't mind doing. And so I kind of actually finished both degrees at the same time. They weren't technically a dual degree, but I studied two undergraduate degrees at the same time and finished with both degrees, which – which was hard work, but but I thoroughly enjoy it. And 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 people jokingly go, you know, well, where, where do you use your criminology in education? Um, there's plenty of stories about that.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, if those kids try to get away with something, you know how to find it out, is that it? <laughs> I have my ways, Eric. I have my ways. <laughs> <laughs> they better not even
0: try. Yeah, and the study of psychology as part of that degree really formed yeah. my oh, okay. um, you yeah. know, interest in, in working out why criminals at the time engage in crime um, and more importantly how to prevent that but when I yeah. became a teacher and of course my focus went to young people, my my focus was really looking at what, why is it that young people are finding themselves in these situations and what yeah. has been the trigger, What's what's been um, going on for them and, and my understanding mm. of psychology and sociology around that has been really important particularly in my my area of focus and passion in education which is in pastoral care and student welfare
1: and child protection. You're listening to The Story. I'm Eric Skadabo, and today we've kind of turned the tables, and we're having the host of The Story, Jimmy Colfax, share his story. We'll find out about his love for teaching and music ministry and how he met his wife when we return. The Story. I'm Eric Scadabo, and this is the story. Now, why am I saying this instead of Jimmy Colfax? Because today we're doing things a little different. We're having Jimmy share his story. We've already found out about his background and how he became a Christian. Next, as the conversation continues, I'm finding out all kinds of new things I didn't even know about Jimmy, like his musical background, how he got involved in being a teacher, and also we're going to hear how he met his wife. All that more is coming up as we continue this conversation I had with Jimmy Colfax. Now, we've talked about a number of things in your life, but we have yet to talk about media. Now, I told you before we started to record that when I was a kid, I used to play around and pretend like I was on the radio with a tape recorder. Do you have any type of stories like that?
0: Yeah, I guess um, being a a creative individual um, with my musical talents, I guess, and my love for for music and media more broadly, Mm -hmm. I found myself doing virtually the same thing, making radio programs I was oh. I was always in love with mixing things together. Yeah. Um, my love for media, I guess, came out of the blue really in terms of actually moving into media. I, I was always a lover of, of music and and performing yeah. and being in yeah. bands and singing and so forth. Of course, uh, when you work on radio, that you're often introducing those creatives, and so being
1: yeah.
0: in that creative space and also being uh, on radio um, was always always on this. Edge of my seat. I, I kind of want to be the performer as well as as well as being yeah. the radio. I just love yeah. production. I love bringing things together. So, I guess when I was uh, going through my um, university time, and I was involved in. Um, in a band and helping out, looking after lights, looking after sound. And then I, I transitioned into being in the band and, and contributing that way as I got older and, you know, did my time behind the scenes before being able to be on stage and do that type of thing. It was when all that kind of came together, the same group of people – were uh, invited to actually produce the National Christian Youth Convention in Brisbane. And it was a mm-hmm. bigger than Ben Hurth thing. There was thousands and thousands of young adults right across Australia coming wow. together. Um, yeah. And so I was involved in that, and I got involved in the media aspect. We went over to New Zealand um, oh, wow. to go to the Parachute Festival. And, and so yeah. it was during those times there where I was just absolutely immersed into Christian music and hearing amazing speakers, all these yeah. things together, just had a profound impact on me. And so, um, as part of that, I then started becoming involved, the same crew, with something that used to be called the Australian Gospel Music Festival, AGMF, which became Mm -hmm. Easterfest. So, um, at at AGMF, I was part of the Uniting Church producing programs. um, And I got to go to the very first Australian Gospel Music Festival and interview um, Veneta Fields, Rick Price, and James Morrison. Oh, wow. And so, I interviewed these guys for a program for the Uniting Church. And uh, it was there that I kind of um, was also then invited by a Brisbane radio station to actually plug these youth events. And so I started on a monthly basis. Oh, okay. And it was through that interaction that um, the program manager said, hey, you've got a great voice. Have you ever thought about, you know, reading ads. And I went, oh, I'll give that a go. I'm a bit of a yes man, Eric. I just say yes to a lot of things. So <laughs> so I started reading ads and Thank
1: becoming the ads. Thank for that. <laughs> yeah, and
0: then, of course, that progressed to, have you ever thought about being on radio? Would you like to learn? So I, I became a volunteer at this Brisbane radio station and I started... Uh, doing shifts and it was back when you're trying to um, you actually have to manually get the CD out and put it into the and queue and it oh, up yeah. and, yep, and then add yep. the load the ads you know it's crazy these days we've got it very easy but back in the yeah. day it was nerve-wracking being in a studio for six hours oh, and actually yeah. having to pull oh, the, yeah. the CDs off the, the rack and line them up and then put them all back before you left uh, which was even yeah, yeah. harder. But that's where I got into radio there. And of course, um, I continued to go to the Australian Gospel Music Festival for both the Uniting Church and, and for this radio station. And I got to interview a lot of people. And then I became in, involved in, in um, uh, looking after stage management. And then I compared oh, the wow. stage. Yeah. And just as yeah. it, everything's just kind of lined up. And that's where I became introduced to Vision. And Vision said, hey, you've, you've been doing some work. Would you like to come and work for us? And then I, you know, the rest is history. Um, so oh, my. See, it all makes sense now. Now I understand how this all developed. So it all came all came together. I've kind of just, it's just really fallen into uh, my lap. And, and the one thing about, about it is I've never done it full time. It's been something that I've been able to do while teaching as well as um, serving in other areas.
1: Yeah, well, let's get back to your teaching career. Where did that all start?
0: Mum and dad and my, my rest of my family have always said that I've, I, I needed to teach people how to do things. Maybe that's probably because I'm maybe a little bit bossy. I don't know. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm very confident. So- I guess oh, a love for, for, for doing that came probably out of coaching, really. I think coaching mm-hmm. was was what I did when I was a um, going through university. I I didn't want to study music. So I, I could have gone to the conservatorium of music. I could have made music full time. But for me, music is an outlet. Um, it's really yeah. where I, I draw my energy from. And I didn't want to actually make it something that I was – having to do to earn a living so i I went to my other love when i went to education and that's of sport Mm. and so i studied to become a physical education specialist in secondary school and so i did that and while i was doing that i uh, i had played sport all through my um my younger days all through school and represented the, the college in a whole lot of different sports including soccer and cricket and athletics and uh swimming and volleyball and Love that, love my sport, but I, I did have a passion for getting alongside younger people and teaching and coaching. And so I, I did that for many years, coached soccer, uh, football for those purists, and uh, I coached cricket for for many years while I was going through university as well. And so that love there as I was beginning to, to hone my skills in teaching became something that I became really quite passionate about. And so, at the end of my u- university degree, I, I was fortunate enough to be uh, given the highest rating for for the graduates, and I was... Um snapped oh, up wow. by um, a, a state school in Yapoon I was going to be the the hoon from Yapoon I'd gone up to <laughs> to, uh, to 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 Yapoon I, I was fortunate enough to have a family that were living in Rockhampton and so yeah. I'd gone up there I'd gone to meet the principal I'd been given information about the subjects I was teaching I'd found a place to to rent and I was happy that you know my my family were there and well it wasn't God's plan <laughs> to get to hmm. your moon. Um Although oh, I went happened? up there on a plan and, and came back, uh, he had other plans for me. What happened? Well, I had been applying as any graduate does to a lot of schools, and I had uh, been successful in in uh, getting a um, an interview for a part time position. And I wasn't really interested in part time position, but yeah. I was interested in the experience. So I went to yeah. this uh, Christian college and um, obviously made an impression. So they they offered me a part time job. Um, which I turned down. I said, No, no, thanks. I'm um, I'm not interested. Um, but but thank you so much. I'm I'm heading to Yapoon, I've accepted a job up there with, education department. And uh, anyway, uh, not long had I said no to that that I was asked to come in for another interview to, to be interviewed by the principal this time, not just the head of school. And uh, mm-hmm. while I was there, he said, What do we need to do to make this somewhere where you can start to to minister? And for me, those words were kind of profound because, um, you know, when you're called somewhere, when, you, when you're passionate about something enough, it really becomes your ministry and mm-hmm. God uses you in that. And so I said, well, all you need to do is make this a full-time position and, and I'm yours. And so they yeah. did. And, <laughs> and oh, tw- 21 years, I have been um, at that same college in ministry. And what has been the most fulfilling part of that role? Uh, well, I'm a, a very relational individual, so developing relationships um, not only with the students, but with um, the community, the staff, the, the parents, mm-hmm. and even the wider community. Um, in my role, I was fortunate enough in as a, as a phys ed specialist to to work in in district, regional, and state level competitions and and represent the state in a whole lot of different areas. There, so I've I've developed a whole lot of connections with colleagues, and and through the while, hopefully, in my interactions with them, uh, I've been able to shine a little bit of Christ's love. I'm in that. That's what I profoundly uh, like to do. But the most fulfilling part is in this particular college. I developed a student-led chapel team. It became very evident uh, when I first started here. It was a very new college at the time. It was only about ten years old, I think. Mm-hmm. It might even be less than that. That they had they were a mission of a particular uh, church parish, um, which was great. So there's a good connection there. I became a member of that that parish not soon after um, becoming a, a a staff member. But it became apparent to me that students uh, weren't being given an opportunity to actually worship at school, to actually express themselves um, mm. in a natural way where it was student-focused. And for me, that the, the goal was to get it to be student-led. So that uh, Because there's nothing, nothing that excites me more, Eric, is seeing young mm. people worship God. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and nothing more than seeing other young people lead others in worshipping oh, yeah. God. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. And so yeah. that was a lot of hard work. We we were – the devil did not like what we were trying to do um, to get this community of young people, you know, aged between 12 and, and 17, to actually worship. And it was hard. There were some hard years there, plenty of stories, probably for another time, Eric. But, but hmm. the, the most fulfilling legacy that I leave that college, because I, I finished at that college this year actually – is that the student led chapel team is now part of the culture and the very fabric of of that that, that community. And so I'm I'm very, very proud. Yeah, that's uh, great. That that, that's been something that I, I leave behind.
1: Well done, Jimmy. Now let's also turn to your personal life. You met somebody special.
0: Yes, that's an interesting story too. Had I gone to Yapoon uh, State High School, I wouldn't have met my wife, Paige. Oh, um, yeah. Now, my, uh, I started in January at uh, at the, the, the college I work, and she graduated as a student from this college the year before. Oh. So I, I didn't know Paige, but she came back in a gap year, to work in administration, and she'd been doing certificates in in um, administration. So she started, I think, in the April, April, May of the, my very first year, way back in two thousand, at this mm-hmm. college. And um, look, she she can share her story, but she reckons that the the the, the first day she she laid eyes on me, walking through the uh, the administration office of the building. She goes, I'm going to marry that that guy. And of really? course, unbeknownst to me, I had no idea. I knew that, <laughs> oh, that, this, this, this girl Paige, oh, yes, she used to be a student here. Well, so, that was yeah. a no-go area for me. There's a bit of a stigma associated as a teacher, a oh, young teacher, yeah, yeah. not yeah. to be dating yeah. a student. Of course, right. I was never, uh, you know, her teacher and, and we weren't yeah. even at the school in that, uh, those roles. But for me, for many years, I probably struggled with actually courting or dating um, Paige for the, for w- what I felt others would think of me. It was really mm. silly at the time because it wasted a lot of years with the, the yeah. woman that I would eventually marry. But but um, there were some difficulties associated with, with that. I'd come out of a, a, a relationship that had been quite long-term and I just needed a bit of space. I needed to find who I was. And it was around the same time I was beginning to – to actually journey with with Christ and to work out whose I was, and mm. so um, all in God's timing, um, these things occur. But uh, look, eight years of becoming the bestest of friends, I, I finally got the guts to actually, <laughs> you know, make some effort and say, you know what, I'd like to be more than just friends with you. And so look. Eight years later, everyone kind of went. Well, it's about time that you guys got together, <laughs> but but we did, and and ours is a story that that is shaped by God's perfect timing, and I really wouldn't change it. It's it's been an amazing journey.
1: Excellent. Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but you also have. Two children that you and Paige have together
0: Yeah look we, we've been blessed with uh, uh, Our eldest uh, child as a boy um, mm-hmm. Elijah He is uh, so much like me um, And my wife Combined <laughs> it's off funny Life is a musical for uh, young Eli he's, um, he's, a, he's a great young man and then, of course, we were blessed two years later um, with a, a girl, Abigail. So the pigeon pair, and she is just a beautiful young lady. Um, she's just got the heart of gold, and she's uh, she's gonna she's gonna change the world just like a brother. I think so. Uh, look, they're they're just amazing, and look that that's changed me. Mm-hmm. Um, as an individual And I think that's what First of all You know w- When you get married And you start uh, Not becoming me But we That's a significant impact uh, On my life And of course There's nothing more than Becoming a father And oh, They look They're, they're just incredible and, and I've I think I've been Molded and softened mm-hmm. By my wife And my kids For many years now I'm not <laughs> the man I used to be But uh, yeah. That's the, the formation Of who who Christ Is calls us to be and and, um, changes for us. So, well, as my year nine sports science class would say, according to statistics, I'm only halfway through my
1: life. Um, So (laughs) the next half, hopefully, uh, will be just as blessed. Well, it has really been interesting to hear all the events in your life that have shaped you into the wonderful announcer that you are today. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Eric. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. No, my
0: pleasure. And thank you, Eric, for all the things that you've been doing to continually bring great, inspiring, remarkable stories, even mine, um, through <laughs> through this uh, program called The Story.
1: And at this point, usually on The Story, this is where Jimmy Colfax comes back in to kind of sum up and reflect on what we've heard. So, Jimmy, what are the reflections on your life story? Yeah, Eric, I think
0: uh, for me, the sum up of our, our brief conversation this morning uh, can be found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It's a great scripture that um, I've been he- holding on to for for a while. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I guess that's been my goal through my life so far is that I just want to make sure that I'm doing what God wants me to do, and I'm being Mm -hmm. open to his call. And so I I, I do say yes to a lot of things. I I do like to do lots of different things, and I do have a vast, I guess, experience across a whole lot of different areas, including media, including ministry and education and, and radio. But for me, I just want to make sure that I'm doing uh, what God wants me to do, and keeping alignment in that. Just as as you and all of our listeners will be we're mm-hmm. seeking that same question, um, that mm-hmm. we might be called to His purpose. As long as we keep our focus on Him, rather, um, mm-hmm. I think all things work for good.
1: Well, once again, I just want to say thank you not only for sharing your story today, but thank you for being a part of the story and introducing all these stories on this, the 500th program. So it's been quite an accomplishment. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Yeah, Eric, it's been my absolute pleasure. 500 is quite the
0: milestone, and thank yeah. you for uh, what you do behind the scenes and also in front of the scenes uh, producing <laughs> all these things and, and those interviews, and along with Karen and yep. Shelley, and we've had Elmo yep. and Phil also um, help us out across these last couple of years. It's been a great team effort,
1: and uh, I'm humbled and privileged to be a part of it, so thank you for including me. And I just also want to say that if for some reason you've missed one or two of the 500 programs, (laughs) now we have the ability to listen to them on podcasts. So that's an extra special thing that we have that just started uh, a while ago. So if you want to catch one of the programs, the 500 programs that have gone by, you can look it up and listen to the podcast. Yeah, you can find it on demand at vision.org
0: dot au forward slash podcasts or you can find us on spotify apple google the list goes on we're quite blessed to be able to be quite accessible wherever you
1: are or find your podcasts And if you have any trouble finding it, all you have to do is type in the story with Jimmy Colfax and you'll get all kinds of options in a Google search or something like that. So many ways that you can listen to the back catalog of all the story programs. And of course, we want to thank you for listening to these programs. That makes it all worthwhile. We, you know, we put a lot of work and people have shared. We want to thank all the people who've been guests to share their stories. And thank you for listening to all the programs. Well, it's been a great
0: conversation, Eric. Thanks so much. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story, just another way vision is connecting
1: faith to life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to
0: vision.org.au.